Genesis 44 through Genesis 45. Then he commanded his house steward, saying, Fill the men's sacks with food, as much as they can carry, and put each man's money in the opening of his sack, and put my cup, the silver cup, in the opening of the sack of the youngest, and his money for the grain. And he did as Joseph told him. As soon as it was light, the men were sent away, they with their donkeys. They had just left the city, and were not far away, when Joseph said to his house steward, Up, follow the men, and when you overtake them, say to them, Why have you repaid evil for good? Is this not that from which my lord drinks, and which he indeed uses for divination? You have done wrong in doing this. So he overtook them, and spoke these words to them, and they said to him, Why does my lord say such words as these? Far be it from your servants to do such a thing. Behold, the money which we found in the opening of our sacks we have brought back to you from the land of Canaan. How then could we steal silver or gold from your lord's house? With whomever of your servants it is found, he shall die, and we also shall be my lord's slaves. So he said, Now let it indeed be according to your words. He with whom it is found shall be my slave, but the rest of you shall be considered innocent. Then they hurried. Each man lowered his sack to the ground, and each man opened his sack. And he searched, beginning with the oldest, and ending with the youngest. And the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Then they tore their clothes in grief. And when each man had loaded his donkey, they returned to the city. When Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house, he was still there, and they fell down to the ground before him. Joseph said to them, What is this thing that you have done? Do you not know that a man who is like me can indeed practice divination? So Judah said, What can we say, my lord? What words can we speak? How can we justify ourselves? God has found out the guilt of your servants. Behold, we are my lord's slaves, both we and the one in whose possession the cup has been found. But he said, Far be it from me to do this. The man in whose possession the cup has been found, he shall be my slave. But as for you, go up in peace to your father. Then Judah approached him and said, O my lord, may your servant please speak a word in my lord's ear? And do not be angry with your servant, for you are equal to Pharaoh. My lord asked his servants, saying, Have you a father or a brother? And we said to my lord, We have an old father and a little boy born in our father's old age. Now his brother is dead, so he alone is left of his mother, and his father loves him. Then you said to your servants, Bring him down to me, so that I may set my eyes on him. But we said to my lord, The boy cannot leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. You said to your servants, however, Unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you will not see my face again. So it came about, when we went up to your servant, my father, we told him the words of my lord. And our father said, Go back and buy us a little food. But we said, We cannot go down. If our youngest brother is with us, then we will go down. 
for we cannot see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Then your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife bore me two sons, and the one left me. And I said, Surely he is torn to pieces, and I have not seen him since. If you also take this one from me, and harm happens to him, you will bring my gray hair down to Sheol in sorrow. So now, when I come to your servant, my father, and the boy is not with us, since our father's life is so attached to the boy's life, when he sees that the boy is not with us, he will die. So your servants will bring the gray hair of your servant, our father, down to Sheol in sorrow. For your servant accepted responsibility for the boy from my father, saying, If I do not bring him back to you, then my father can let me take the blame forever. So now, please let your servant remain as a slave to my lord instead of the boy, and let the boy go up with his brothers. For how shall I go up to my father if the boy is not with me? I fear that I may see the evil that would overtake my father. Then Joseph could not control himself in front of everyone standing before him, and he shouted, Have everyone leave me! So there was no one with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. Then he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it, and the household of Pharaoh heard about it. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were terrified in his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Please, come closer to me. And they came closer, and he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold to Egypt. Now do not be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me ahead of you to save lives. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. So God sent me ahead of you to ensure for you a remnant on the earth and to keep you alive by a great deliverance. Now therefore, it was not you who sent me here, but God, and he has made me a father to Pharaoh, and lord of all his household, and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry, and go up to my father, and say to him, This is what your son Joseph says, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not delay, for you shall live in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me you and your children and your grandchildren and your flocks and your herds and all that you have. There I will also provide for you, for there are still five years of famine to come, and you and your household and all that you have would be impoverished. Behold, your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see, that it is my mouth which is speaking to you. Now you must tell my father of all my splendor in Egypt, and all that you have seen, and you must hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck, and he kissed all his brothers and wept on them. And afterward his brothers talked with him. Now when the news was heard in Pharaoh's house that Joseph's brothers had come, it pleased Pharaoh and his servants. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, do this, load your livestock, and go to the land of Canaan, 
and take your father and your households and come to me, and I will give you the best of the land of Egypt, and you will eat the fat of the land. Now you are ordered, do this, take wagons from the land of Egypt, for your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father and come, and do not concern yourself with property, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. Then the sons of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them wagons according to the command of Pharaoh, and gave them provisions for the journey. To each of them he gave changes of garments, but to Benjamin he gave three hundred pieces of silver and five changes of garments. And to his father he sent the following, ten male donkeys loaded with the best things of Egypt, ten female donkeys loaded with grain, bread, and sustenance for his father on the journey. So he sent his brothers away, and as they departed, he said to them, Do not quarrel on the journey. Then they went up from Egypt and came to the land of Canaan, to their father Jacob. And they told him, saying, Joseph is still alive, and indeed he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. But he was stunned, for he did not believe them. When they told him all the words of Joseph that he had spoken to them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him, then the spirit of their father Jacob revived. Then Israel said, It is enough. My son Joseph is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Matthew 22 Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who held a wedding feast for his son. And he sent slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding feast, and they were unwilling to come. Again he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fattened cattle are all butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention and went their separate ways, one to his own farm, another to his business, and the rest seized his slaves and treated them abusively, and then killed them. Now the king was angry, and he sent his armies and destroyed those murderers and set their city on fire. Then he said to his slaves, The wedding feast is ready. But those who were invited were not worthy. So go to the main roads, and invite whomever you find there to the wedding feast. Those slaves went out into the streets, and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good, and the wedding hall was filled with dinner guests. But when the king came in to look over the dinner guests, he saw a man there who was not dressed in wedding clothes, and he said to him, Friend, How did you get in here without wedding clothes? And the man was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, Tie his hands and feet, and throw him into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth in that place. For many are called, but few are chosen. Then the Pharisees went and plotted together how they might trap him in what he said. And they sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we do not know that you are truthful, and teach the way of God in truth, 
and do not care what anyone thinks. You are not partial to anyone. Tell us, then, what do you think? Is it permissible to pay a poll tax to Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their malice and said, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the poll tax. And they brought him a denarius. And he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Then pay to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. After hearing this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. On that day, some Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to Jesus and questioned him, saying, Teacher, Moses said, If a man dies having no children, his brother as next of kin shall marry his wife, and raise up children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers among us, and the first married and died, and having no children, he left his wife to his brother. It was also the same with the second brother, and the third, down to the seventh. Last of all, the woman died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife of the seven will she be? For they all had her in marriage. But Jesus answered them, and said, You are mistaken, since you do not understand the scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. But regarding the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you by God? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. When the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. But when the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Upon these two commandments hang the whole law and the prophets. Now, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them a question. What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, The son of David? He said to them, Then how does David in the Spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, until I put your enemies under your feet. Therefore, if David calls him Lord, how is he his son? No one was able to offer him a word in answer, nor did anyone dare from that day on to ask him any more questions. Acts 16 Now Paul also came to Derbe and to Lystra, and a disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was Greek, and he was well spoken of by the brothers and sisters who were in Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted this man to leave with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those parts. 
for they all knew that his father was a Greek. Now, while they were passing through the cities, they were delivering the ordinances for them to follow which had been determined by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem. So the churches were being strengthened in the faith, and were increasing in number daily. They passed through the Phrygian and Galatian region, after being forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And after they came to Mysia, they were trying to go into Bithynia, and the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. And passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing and pleading with him, and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately sought to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So after setting sail from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothrace, and on the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city in the district of Macedonia, a Roman colony. And we were spending some days in this city, and on the Sabbath day we went outside the gate to a riverside, where we were thinking that there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and began speaking to the women who had assembled. A woman named Lydia was listening. She was a seller of purple fabrics from the city of Thyatira, and a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to the things spoken by Paul. Now, when she and her household had been baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. It happened that as we were going to the place of prayer, a slave woman who had a spirit of divination met us, who was bringing great profit to her masters by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and us and cried out repeatedly, saying, These men are bondservants of the Most High God, who are proclaiming to you a way of salvation. Now she continued doing this for many days, but Paul was greatly annoyed, and he turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out at that very moment. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was suddenly gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. And when they had brought them to the chief magistrates, they said, These men, Jews as they are, are causing our city trouble, and they are proclaiming customs that are not lawful for us to accept or to practice, since we are Romans. The crowd joined in an attack against them, and the chief magistrates tore their robes off them, and proceeded to order them to be beaten with rods. When they had struck them with many blows, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely, and he having received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Now, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were unfastened, 
When the jailer awoke and saw the prison doors opened, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, thinking that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul called out with a loud voice, saying, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer asked for lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And after he brought them out, he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of God to him together with all who were in his house. And he took them that very hour of the night and washed their wounds, and immediately he was baptized, he and all his household. And he brought them into his house and set food before them, and was overjoyed, since he had become a believer in God together with his whole household. Now when the day came, the chief magistrates sent their officers, saying, Release those men. And the jailer reported these words to Paul, saying, The chief magistrates have sent word that you be released, so come out now and go in peace. But Paul said to them, After beating us in public without due process, men who are Romans, they threw us into prison, and now they are releasing us secretly? No, indeed. On the contrary, let them come in person and lead us out. So the officers reported these words to the chief magistrates, and they became fearful when they heard that they were Romans, and they came and pleaded with them. And when they had led them out, they repeatedly asked them to leave the city. They left the prison and entered the house of Lydia, and when they saw the brothers and sisters, they encouraged them and departed. Proverbs 8:22 through 36 The Lord created me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. From eternity I was established. From the beginning, from the earliest times of the earth, when there were no ocean depths, I was born. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills I was born, while he had not yet made the earth and the fields, nor the first dust of the world, when he established the heavens, I was there, when he inscribed a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when the springs of the deep became fixed, when he set a boundary for the sea, so that the water would not violate his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him, as a master workman, and I was his delight daily, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the world, his earth, and having my delight in the sons of mankind. Now then, sons, listen to me, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to instruction, and be wise, and do not neglect it, Blessed is the person who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at my doorposts. For one who finds me finds life, and obtains favor from the Lord. But one who sins against me injures himself. All those who hate me love death. Psalm 18, 37-50 
I pursued my enemies and overtook them, and I did not turn back until they were consumed. I shattered them, so that they were not able to rise. They fell under my feet. For you have encircled me with strength for battle. You have forced those who rose up against me to bow down under me. You have also made my enemies turn their backs to me, and I destroyed those who hated me. They cried for help, but there was no one to save. They cried to the Lord, but he did not answer them. Then I beat them like fine dust before the wind. I emptied them out like the mud of the streets. You have rescued me from the contentions of the people. You have placed me as head of the nations. A people whom I have not known serve me. As soon as they hear, they obey me. Foreigners pretend to obey me. Foreigners lose heart and come troubling out of their fortresses. The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be the God of my salvation, the God who executes vengeance for me and subdues people under me. He rescues me from my enemies. You indeed lift me above those who rise up against me. You rescue me from a violent man. Therefore I will give thanks to you among the nations, Lord, and I will sing praises to your name. He gives great salvation to his king, and shows faithfulness to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever.